Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The state of the church. Today, I am standing at the podium addressing my fellow believers about the state of the body of Christ, the church. It has been my honor to share with you daily what I believe that God pours into my spirit, and I trust you have been blessed. Today, I'm going to start with the announcement, the unveiling of this God idea, the church. Full disclosure, I am not the head of the church. In fact, I am the least of the members of this great body, and I'm not worthy to address you, but I believe that God has called me for such a time as this to communicate with his people, with you, through this medium, and I am committed to staying true to my assignment. Now for the announcement. In Matthew 16, in one of the least likely places, Jesus had a quiet ceremony to unveil this idea. He and his disciples went to Caesarea Philippi one time and one time only. No cameras, no media, no Pharisee, no crowd, just Jesus and his 12 guys. He asked them, but what about you? Who do you say I am? He had never asked them that question before, but on this occasion, Peter rose up and said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Listen to what happened next. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 18 and 19. End of the announcement. Read it again. For you will see the clear plan of Jesus, our Savior. The church will be built in the future on Jesus, the solid rock, the rock of ages, the rock that is unmovable. And this church will immediately and forever face an opposition. The reality, the indisputable, irrefutable, incontestable truth is that the opposition, which he calls then the gates of Hades or hell, will not overcome it. That was the heart of the announcement. That church was later erected in Jerusalem and started with 120 on the day of Pentecost, nearly 2,000 years ago. On that occasion, there was a huge fanfare, a grand event not planned by man. The arrival of the Holy Spirit was magnificent, spectacular, simply amazing. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. 
all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Acts 2 verse 1 to 4. The church was born, and as you see, it was no ordinary birth. It was dramatic. I see something here about God. When God shows up, he does so in a God manner. Remember Moses and the burning bush. Remember the day when he was giving the Hebrew nation the Ten Commandments. Remember when Jesus was born? Angels appeared to shepherds to announce his birth. And you best know that there is one more big event when Jesus comes to call away the church. The fanfare that will happen will be worth experiencing. For the Lord himself will come from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the angel and with a trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. First Thessalonians 4 and verse 16. Hollywood cannot produce it. AI cannot make it happen. NASA will not be able to reproduce it. All the engineers and musicians in the world cannot come together to replicate that. That is my God. He is big. He is awesome. He is mighty. He is majestic. He is magnificent. He is powerful. Let us get back to D-Day, the day when the church was born. The events of that day culminated in 3,000 people being added to the inaugural number of 120. And for the days and weeks and months after, it was simply crazy. The growth was phenomenal. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts 2 and verse 47. What then is the current state of this age-old institution called the church. Weep not, my friend. You might think that in the neck of your in your neck of the woods things are bad. You have heard of scandals real and imagined. You have seen the fall of some leaders. You have seen some local churches struggling to grow. You have heard of some believers twisting the word of God and creating false teachings. You have seen some of our people or leaders revising their stand against some sins like same-sex activities and embracing false religions, claiming that we all serve the same God. You might think that the church is struggling, but my friend, Think again, all these things and more are efforts, dismal and puny efforts of the gates of Hades. He did tell us that we, the church, that we wrestle, but that wrestling is not against other human beings. This ongoing attack is against is how the gates of Hades express itself through rulers against uh, authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. The word to the church is unequivocally clear. The gates of Hades will not overcome it. Hades try. The militant forces are relentless and determined. The pantheon of demonic agents are worldwide and they are not quitting. But child of God, you who are a member of the strong and vibrant and growing and prosperous church of God, know who you are. 
But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter 2 and verse 9. Be confident in your status. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8 and verse 37. Know the future, that it is not being revised or upgraded daily. It is fixed and inevitable and promised. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God the father after he has destroyed all dominion authority and power for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet the last enemy to be destroyed is death first corinthians 15 24 to 26 child of god child of god you who are a member of the most formidable institution ever created an institution built on christ the solid rock know that the church of jesus christ is not going under we'll never go under we will be around until the rock which is jesus comes to call us home triumphantly while you might think that the troubles you see and hear of in the news suggest that the church is in trouble think again think again my friend don't you ever forget that the church stands strong because we are built on the rock and nothing no power in hell can topple this rock solid god creation my parting words to you my friend comes from first corinthians 15 and verse 58 therefore my brothers and sisters stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the lord because you know that your labor in the lord is not in vain what is the state of the church it has never been stronger. You are part of the victorious, amazing, highly guarded, firmly planted institution that has a powerful past, a challenging present, and a bright and victorious future. The church triumphant is alive and well, waiting for the grand return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah.